This is the Only Human podcast from Community Radio 4 Z out of Brisbane, Australia. Welcome to People of the Airwaves. Uh, my name's Paul. Um, alongside me is Melissa and we have Donna um, and Kim. Good. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd like to welcome MC Wheels, who we are going to give an interview today. This is Well, I'm a I'm a sun, sunny coast rapper from uh, yeah from the sunny coast. Um, been doing uh, hip hop music for about I'm about eight years I think now uh, since 2010. Just uh, just finished my second album. Clo- uh, just going to do my uh, my album release next month. I'd like to ask you what made you get into hip hop. I I started doing uh, a music class uh, in grade grade eleven, I think it was, yeah. And we we just started out doing like uh, percussion sort of drumming classes, basically. Uh, and I was doing that for a couple of months, and then I just decided, you know, we, I think we were talking about like music and writing music at one stage, and. I just decided to, to write a song and at that time like I was listening to like a lot of Eminem and, and all that sort of stuff so that was like the music I, I, I liked so I thought well I'll give that a crack and I wrote a song and, um, and uh, my music teacher Roger he, um, he was very impressed the, the fact that I just I wrote a song and, and we were just doing percussion stuff before so he was really keen to, to hear it and, um, and Ed basically just took on from there and he said you know just keep going at this and I wrote um, a couple more songs and turned it into a uh, an EP basically, which was like my first uh, CD that I made. So, yeah. So, what was that first album about? Did it have a topic in particular? Nah. Uh, the 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 first the first CD that I I made real train wrecking. Um, at the moment there was no it was no real topic to it. It was basically just like the real starting off point for myself in trying to find. The artist that I am, and uh, and and to try and, and find the road that I wanted to take with my sort of music. There was a, a couple of different songs. So like there was one called like One Chance, and it was just uh, you listen to it now. It's it's all over the place. There's no real actual topic with it, but the main focus point of that song I wanted to take with it was like you basically had like one sort of chance into trying to shoot for a dream that you sort of wanted basically. There's another song in there called like Fame, where it was about people who, you know, as a professional athlete or an artist or something like that, and then they sort of do something that kind of screws it up for themselves, and then they always got something bad name to them. And I was like, well, you know, if you're gonna get into this sort of industry, you know, you got to be a bit more responsible and stuff like that. So there was a yeah, it was, it was all over the place sort of thing, but it was really just a stepping off point for myself as an artist. So. You're sounding very mature for a young man there. Thank you. Do you think that your experience in the music industry has made you more mature in the last, like, because it was, what, five years ago that you brought out your um, first EP, was it? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, I, I think it's just the way that I've just been brought up uh, in, 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 job, in, in general. Like, <laughs> I've always, like, through high school, like, through school, I always gravitated towards having conversations with actual, like, teachers instead of actual students. Because, I don't know, I just, yeah, I didn't really in, in enjoy talking to some of the students there. So it just seemed to, I think, happen that way that I, I sort of matured that way. And then when I got into um, the music industry, you know, I just, I just sort of 
wanted to not have that like ego or the um or that real arrogance as an artist because i knew if you have that then people don't really gravitate towards you so i just wanted to stay uh, a humble sort of artist and and just you know and and do 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 music because i love it so um so this is donna i'm intrigued with you with your songwriting because that just does not I mean I can't write poetry let alone even put a you know string a sentence together how did you get into and how did how did that become something that you went this will make this will be a song I mean a lot of people say that like oh I can't write poetry I mean you can like you can write it it's just whether you think it's actually good or not um you can write it if you wanted to I guess I, I try and just pick like a, say a certain topic that I that I really want to write about and then uh the way that my sort of songs get structured i need i need to have a topic basically to know where i'm taking it i can't just like just write just just for the sake of it it just doesn't uh, work i need to know exactly where i'm going with it and yeah basically the end result so the stuff i like to write about is definitely stuff that everyone can relate to like so my so I like to show people who are suffering from like disabilities and stuff like that, you know, whatever you are sort of going through, you can like, overcome it and achieve the thing that you want the most, um, no matter what sort of goal uh, you're going for. Um, so I, I wrote a song basically a couple of years ago for my first album called Fly Away. And that one came out really, really fast because it was, um, someone mentioned it to me. Um, they were like, oh, you should write a you should write a song about like your life and what you've sort of gone through and stuff like that. And, and I was a bit hesitant to do it because I just, yeah, I, I wasn't too sure about it. And then when I started to write it, I wrote it in three days. Like it, it just, it, you know, just oh, sort so of So that's a out. fast. Yeah. Like, so what's a slow song then if a fast couple, is maybe three a, days? A, a couple of weeks maybe. Okay. Um, I, I really like to take my time with with uh, with songs. Um, there, there's been a couple like uh, that have come out like really quick. And, and just, you know, and you just know, oh, that's, that's great. Like, it's just, everything's just clicked and it's just worked out really well. But the Fly Away one was the first one. And it was just mainly me talking about um, growing up with the condition and how I sort of felt and where my mind state was at. And, and knowing that, because all I wanted to be was a rugby league player and then knowing that I was never going to be able to do that. Um, really sort of shattered me sort of thing. And everyone else around me was like you know, uh, finding what they wanted to do and achieving everything that they wanted to do. So I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? And then I eventually found music and it kind of changed my whole, uh, you know, mood and and uh, motivation, I guess you could say. And, yeah. So do you write the backing track or does someone else do that? So you write the words or the lyrics? No, I, lyrics? Um, the, the music is, is produced by, like, uh, actual, like, producers and stuff like that. So... I've worked with a guy, well, I've been working with a guy named Jeswa, who's my DJ um, for pretty much ever since I've got into music. And he produced um, my first album and then parts of my second album. So I'll go to him and I'll go, hey, look, this is what I'm feeling for this song. And I'll tell him the instruments that I'm thinking of and the sort of style and the mood and the vibe and, and all that sort of stuff. He's like, okay, cool. And I might chuck him like a couple of reference tracks just to get him like, okay, this is what he's sort of feeling. And then he takes that. 
does its own little spin basically on it and we, we come up with our own sort of sort of style and then I'll say to him like no nah, I'm not feeling that can we change this or and whatever so uh, it's a real um, teamwork sort of uh, way it sort of goes about and then obviously when the song is to be written I, I do all the writing for all the song unless it's like a guest appearance with someone else and they write their own stuff and then I write my own stuff as well so I'm not playing pretender, I'm a serious contender So every little syllable you write I just remember See I'm hip-hop indebted and every day I don't forget it And I wouldn't regret it if my skull was beheaded From all these banging ass beats, I bet you could bet it So I'll play the sickest fat ass track Just let it accept it, I love this music Boy do I respect it I got the technical tongue tying twist at the sum Get it rain down on the planet like it's Armageddon Fire every single bullet out of my wordsmith weapon Down the rabbit hole with Morpheus and see what I'm capable to a rapper's wonderland that's completely unbelievable this is hip-hop it'll be here forever we take the beats and the rhymes and we stitch it together this is hip-hop and it feeds my soul with the kick and the drum i start to lose control this is hip-hop yeah i just wanted to find out what the meaning of your album name ah. was yeah yeah well yeah. um the it's it's called dark side of happiness and um it's basically uh it's, this this album actually has like a, a like a theme to it. Like it's the first one that I've done that actually has like a proper theme to it, and it's about um, how it, no matter what sort of um, I guess road you want to take um, with the dream that you that you want, there's always going to be like a happiness to it, but then a dark side to it. So if you're like a professional athlete, the dark the dark side for it would be like overcoming injuries and trying to regain that form that you had the last year and all that sort of stuff. But you find the happiness in like winning games and all that sort of thing. So for me, it's like trying to overcome what I did previously with a CD, trying to come up with new topics and all that sort of stuff can be quite, you know, uh, uh, frustrating and not trying to figure it out and everything. But the happiness side of it is, you know, doing stage performing and making the actual songs and, and doing an actual project and having it all finished off and everything. So there's your dark side and your happiness. And if you can find the right balance, it's, you know, it, it works out really well. So, yeah. Can you, can you tell us about the launch of the new mm -hmm. album? The launch date is going to be uh, August August the 5th at the Milk Factory in Brisbane. Uh, it's in the West End. And uh, it uh, doors open at 7.30. And yeah, and, and there's a couple of acts. We've got, we got Ma Master Wolf. We have Rabbits, Outlook and Adamant. And, and then myself as well. So And then I have with me PJ and DJ Crooked. So... Yeah, it's going to be a pretty sweet night. I'm on at 10.15 to 11.15, so a, a big long hour set there to do. And, uh, yeah, so it should be a pretty sweet night. So if you're a fan of hip-hop, definitely uh, come down to that one. I'm definitely a fan of hip-hop. So an hour on stage, how exhausted are you at the end of that? Oh, yeah, pretty, pretty exhausted, especially for the fact that um, with a lot of my sets, I have a lot of songs where it's just solo stuff. And the troubling thing about it is, when I write these songs, PJ's not with me when I'm writing these sort of songs and he backs me up on stage so I'll say a line and then he'll come in 
and like maybe uh, say the last couple of words of that line so I can quickly stop, get a quick breath and then come in for the next one. And then he'll also back me up in the choruses. So he'll say the choruses majority of the time. So I can take a bit of a breath and then, you know, regain my energy sort of stuff. And then we go on for the next couple of verses and whatever. So when I'm writing these songs, he's not around. And then I'm going, oh, this would be really interesting sort of pattern and really intricate lines that I'm sort of saying. And they're really tricky. And then he goes, yeah, I can't really back you up at all on these ones because it's too difficult for me to like find the spot where I need to go in so I'm not really helping myself in that sort of aspect so we um, we try break it up as much as we can to have some of the real intense songs at the start and then have the real cruisier songs in the middle and then again have more intense songs at the end of it as well to like really end the show well and then we mix PJ's stuff in in the middle of that as well just to give myself a bit of a break so in this set he will do um, two of his songs from uh, his past CDs and and then yeah the rest is just mine basically so yeah we had a rehearsal the other day and uh, we, we we noticed that we're we're a bit out of um, uh, out of what do you call it like fitness I guess you could say um, you know so and we were a bit rusty with the words but we um, we had a second rehearsal and we, we managed to knock it out really well so yeah, it, all, it, it all comes together really nicely Hip-hop is what I bleed and it feeds my soul When it's the rhymes and the beats that completes my home Never alone and better when I endeavour to roam Bump the home, grown the zone, then just go flow yeah. You never know what's next, I'm uncapped Boom, bap, scatter, love my hip-hop and rap Foundation pay, so I stomp with those That continue the story from the South Bronx to the sunny coast Who's on their toes when it comes to what I'm laying? MC and breaking, DJ and spraying, yeah Know what I'm saying, stay Australian in this culture And keep it more hip-hop than techniques and beatboxes Bless the cotton socks if the cocks and they can stop us Cause when they stay to see a spray, they always give us poppers Cool hurt to blue dirt, the picture's full circle Now you heard the new word, you know the future's certain for this This is hip my name is Melissa. Do you have pets? Yes, yes, we do have pets. We have two dogs, one Bella and one uh, is Neo. Bella was our first dog that we got ages ago, but um, she's like a golden retriever crossed with something else. She's really old now, so she just really much wanders around the house. And, and then the other one, yeah, Neo, um, it's actually my sister's dog. But she uh, moved to King Arroy and I don't think she was able to take Neo with her or something like that. I think there was some reason she couldn't take. So Neo's basically been with us uh, for a while now. And um, he's an annoying little thing. Um, and yeah, so, and he's a West Thailand Terrier, crossed with like a Shih Tzu or something like that. I don't know. A, y- a yappy dog. Oh, he's an annoying thing. Um, <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's he's a small. He's like a small little um, dog, but he's he's got that tough persona, you know. Like he thinks he's like some sort of six foot, you know, rig thing. <laughs> Tell me about someone you like, and what do you like about them? Um, radio. Um. Well, I guess someone that uh, I've been uh, I've known for a couple of years now is uh, my best mate Josh. Um, I met him, um, I think it was like two thousand and six. I think it might have been. Um, and he was he's like my carer basically, and, and he was a part of this. Uh, well, he's a part of this company called Inclusion Plus, and I 
yeah, I met him ages ago and it was like basically he was just to come around and, and take me out of the house for a couple of hours and give, you know, a bit of time away from my mum and stuff like that and make her, you know, just have a bit of time to herself and stuff and, you know, we'd go out and do something or whatever. And he was the first carer that I uh, had an interview with and we just we just clicked straight from word go. So we've been friends ever since that and it's turned more from like a client and carer to just two good mates now sort of thing, relationship. So, um, yeah, I, he's... It, the, and the reason why I like him so much is the fact that when when he met me, he didn't treat me as in like, oh, you're a fragile person in a wheelchair, you know, like I can't, you know, um, do this and whatever sort of stuff. Like we go skating together, um, you know, we used to swim the pool together a lot. You know, um, it got to a stage where it, when he'd come around, he'd see me and he'd just run in and just smash me over onto the ground. Like he didn't care like about those sort of like um, barriers and I guess he just wanted to um, really enjoy the time that, you know, we that we could spend together and, and just, yeah, and, and do all that sort of stuff. So I I really appreciate, um, you know, what he's, uh, what he's done for me and, and yeah, the, the person that he is. So he's definitely someone... Uh, that I really look up to. And is he into hip hop as well? Um, it's funny enough, he used to be into, um, he's, he's a strange man. Um, he, he used to be- <laughs> This is going on the radio. Yeah, it, it's, it's all right, it's all right. Um, he, he'll, he'll enjoy that anyway. Um, but no, he, he's a strange man. He used to be, when I first met him, he, he had that real like heavy metal screamo type of vibe to him. So he had like the full, you know, pants that had like the, the chain on the side sort of thing and stuff and, and all that sort of, and everything. So I'd ride in his car and he's listening to that real screamo stuff. I was like, you really enjoy this? He's like, yeah, it's really good. And then he's changed like a full on hipster now. So he's like a full hipster and he, and he doesn't, yeah, he's yeah, a full beard. Yeah, yeah, he's got the beard and everything. And, um, and he doesn't like the real um, aggressive music now. He likes that more chilled sort of stuff. So if it's like chilled hip hop, he really likes. He likes my stuff because it's not like really in your face and everything. And a lot of like that um, Aussie hip hop stuff. So like you know the herd and and like mm. or like Earth Boy and all that sort of stuff. So he really likes that uh, that type of music. So yeah, but no, he's a cool bloke. Was, uh, was school hard for you? Did you find school wasn't your thing and music brought out that academic side of you with the poetry, perhaps? At that stage, yes. I, I hated anything to do with words. Um, yeah. And then, obviously, oral speaking stuff. So, like, getting up in front of the crowd and, and doing, like, this oral presentation and stuff like that. I hated all that. Um, and, yeah, obviously, when I started doing any sort of writing, um, that was obviously when it sort of changed sort of thing. Um, but other than that, I didn't mind school. I, I thought that was pretty sweet. Uh, so, so if they'd let you do your oral presentations in, now, in rap, <laughs> oh, I, would you have done it? <laughs> I, I tried to do it at one stage. We had to write, uh, uh, I think what we were sort of learning on, on, on through like the computer and everything like that sort of thing. And I just went to the teacher and I was like, oh, do you mind if I like just sort of rhymed everything? He's like, yeah, you could do whatever you wanted. And I was like, okay. I did it and then halfway through I was like, oh, screw this. I can't be bothered doing it. So uh, it was just getting too hard. And, uh, I, and it was only when I was just sort of starting out anyway, so I was like, I'm just going to write it, just normal sort of things. So, um, yeah, I just, I just wrote it normal. But, um, I mean, if I was to do oral presentations now, I'd be totally fine. Um, it was just at that stage I just, uh, I just didn't like any sort of, you know, um, 
know, public anything sort of. Yeah. Didn't like the attention being. No, not attention. really. No. So that's a huge switch from not liking oh, yeah. it to now being right in your face on stage. Yeah. What what helped you change? What helped you become more confident about standing up on stage and doing your rapping? Uh, the EP night. Uh, the EP night that I did. Um, I I was really nervous for it um, and. I, I just knew it, knew I was like, well, I can't really say no to this, otherwise everyone's going to be really pissed off. Um, so I thought I just have to do it, and and I did it, and um, and I I really enjoyed it. So and, and just sort of took off from there. I was like, oh, it's not that bad actually, and um, and I just tried to be myself on stage um, of who I am, and and yeah, and everyone seemed to really enjoy it. So I was like, all right, it's not that, not that bad. And then it just sort of gravitated and, and, um, and we just did more and more and more after that. And I just got really used to it. So, um, the biggest one I had to do was, uh, sprung hip hop festival in 2012. I was invited. I was originally invited to just go backstage and meet the artists and, and like, you know, give them like, you know, a CD and stuff like that and, and just tell them who I am and, and hopefully maybe something came out of it. And then, I got a call from uh, my mate PJ who performs with me and he said, oh, would you like to um, uh, perform for five minutes on the main stage? And I thought, oh, yeah, all right. And he said, you know, you'll probably be in front of like about 3,000 people or something like that. I was like, all right. So, uh, yeah, we were, I don't know how many people we were actually in front of, but it was um, at the RNA showgrounds, I think, yeah, I think it was. And the whole floor where we were in the undercover area was just covered with people. They all really enjoyed it. And the funny thing I really liked about it was um, I had to go to the bathroom before my set. So I wandered all through the crowd and no one noticed me at all. Like they just, you know, whatever. And then after, after I did my set, I had to go to the bathroom again. And you walk through and like, oh man, wicked stuff. Oh, that was so cool. And it's like just a massive change, like just on how you do one little thing and everyone just wants to say, hey, basically then, so yeah. Tell me about your tattoos, because you've got quite a lot of tattoos there. Do they have a story? Uh, it all it all started basically over here. So this is like my uh, my hip hop sleeve. Um, yeah. So you got a ghetto blaster there. Yeah, a, I wanted to get all four elements of hip hop. So there's uh, a break dancing shoe, uh, like for break dancing. Uh, you got the boombox, which is not one, and then you got a spray can. Uh, you know, obviously for graffiti. Um, and then you got the microphone in there, which is just for rapping. And then you got the DJ system for DJing. And then I got uh, the Bliss and Esso uh, uh, cover for uh, their Flying Colors album, their little logo in there as well. And then I got a uh, hip hop written there. Um, in Who the, he in supported on my yeah, band. Yeah. And then um, I also got a little skateboard. <laughs> As well, which was uh, my mate Josh's ideas. And then uh, over here is uh, my Marvel sleeve, obviously, you know, with the comic book sort of stuff. So, um, so you got uh, so you got the Hulk up the top there, and then you've got uh, Wolverine there, and then you got uh, Deadpool down the front here, and then you have Black Panther there, and then you've got uh, Thor in there. This is You are listening to the Only Human podcast. Only Human is a weekly program on social justice, disability rights, psychology, social research and mental wellness. You can listen in Brisbane on 4ZZZ 102.1 FM and set digital on DAB Plus radios.
You can support 4ZZZ by subscribing or making a donation at 4ZZZFM.org.au.